0: Welcome to the Three Dad Bods podcast. Brent, Carl, and Sean are the hosts of the show. Discuss pretty much anything they can think of at the moment. You may not be overwhelmed by their intellect, but you might find them entertaining. So if you resemble the title of the show or someone in your life does, then kick back and listen. Now stay tuned. Three Dad Bods is next.
1: Welcome everybody to another episode of Three Dad Bods with Brent, Carl, and Sean. Brent, and Carl here today. How you doing, man?
0: Hey, pretty good, man. So yeah, we're missing Sean again, but he'll be back soon, from what I understand. It's just works. Work's been really clobbering him lately, so uh,
1: and good. that's It'd understandable. Be really good to get him on back. So, you know, we had our little March Madness episode on. What was that Wednesday night? Mm-hmm. And I don't think either one of us could have predicted how crazy this tournament's gone. <laughs> yeah, I I was
0: pretty much done after the first night. So <laughs> I was looking at my percentage on the ESPN brackets and I was at the 33 percentile, which means I'm horrible. And uh, I think I think I had 16 right uh, in the first round of the 32 games. So that's terrible.
1: If you're going to win any brackets. (laughs) The first night I was actually cruising. Like I was, I was on, you know, especially that Virginia upset that boosted me a lot. Yeah. Um, But then the next day happened. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who would, who would have,
0: who would have thought that Farley Dickerson would have won their first round against Purdue? That's, I mean, can you imagine being a Purdue fan? Oh, how embarrassing. And, anyway. you know,
1: that's um, that the thing about those kind of upsets, though. When you have a Purdue lose, when you have an Arizona lose,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that wipes everybody's bracket out. So if, if you're in a bracket group, don't panic. Panic, unless that was your champion, you know, then, eh, sorry, maybe next year. But um, and it just so happened that Purdue and Arizona, we're both in my Final Four, so I've, I've lost half my Final Four, but I still have half of it in place. I think I still have a few in play,
0: too, so I'm not—I mean, I, I could make it up, let's say, in the Sweet 16 and Final Eight with you, but we'll see. I am I'm, I'm I think I'm, what, two or three games behind you as far as yeah the tab? I, I mean, it's
1: close. It, it's, yeah. it's real close. It's not like— Either one of us have a giant margin ahead of each other. (laughs) I don't. You know that it was funny. I was
0: watching the broadcast of the Purdue game, and someone had been keeping track on a separate forum, sports forum I was following, and they were saying like there were forty four people left in the United States with perfect brackets during that game, and then once that game ended, it was like, oh, zero. No one, no one has a perfect bracket now. That's how hard it is. Yeah, yeah, it's just impossible. Yeah,
1: two <clears> days <throat> in and no perfect bracket. Well,
0: I mean, today will be I think the last of the thirty-two, and then we'll see uh, what the Sweet Sixteen is. Maybe, maybe Brent. Maybe what we should do too. I'll put it on the group page. Uh, we'll 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 give some, a second chance to some people and see <laughs> if they can predict the, fi- you know, get some more Final Four teams in there to keep the interest up. But uh, it's been fun How so far. How the though. teams. Out of the mm-hmm. teams
1: that, that you've seen, who's been the most impressive team? She's that Princeton team. Holy moly. what right. oh. they did yesterday. A yeah. 20 point win. <laughs> that was a good team
0: they destroyed. I I, yeah. I I was just, I was in kind of shock. I didn't expect it. Um, I think San Diego State is a much yeah. better team than I gave Boy, them they, credit they, for.
1: They, Holy they're, moly. They are just a
0: big team. Yeah, well I you know how I was kind of dogging on them and now I'm like, um I should have I should have picked them, but oh well, that's uh that's how this this game works. I think Alabama's pretty good, but like you were saying last night when we were texting, I mean, they're playing a home schedule right now, so yeah. 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 And then you know what we were right about Penn State. They gave Texas all they could handle. Um
1: Just not yeah. enough they, they not just enough. don't have have enough weapons compared to a Texas but you um, know who surprises me the most? Tennessee. I did not expect that. I thought they're going to hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. I mean, talent-wise, they they are up against anybody on paper. Like, I mean, they have incredible talent and and, and this is what they now that game against Duke yesterday is the first time they've finished off a game in the last four minutes in God probably like the last fifteen games. And oh wow! They, they were up by twenty in that first round game, and then all of a sudden it's a three point game. It's like oh, here we go again.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? You know what's going to happen. I I think UConn has a chance now. Um, I I mean, if they can get past Arkansas, I think they'll beat St. Mary's today, and then they're going to have. Uh, I mean, UCLA's. I think beatable. I mean, I was watching their game last night and I, I, you know, Northwestern for that for a little bit, I thought Northwestern was going to win that. Um, we'll see what happens with TCU Gonzaga. I I think Gonzaga on paper should win that game pretty easily today, but Mm TCU is tough team. I mean, they went all the way to their final in the big 12. So didn't they, or the semifinal. So we'll see. Um, should be fun. Um, Anyway, so we're we got a good start to the NCAA tournament. Just like uh, this, this, this March Madness has been better than uh, March Madness's I've watched the last few years. So I've, yeah. I'm more into it this year. Maybe it's because we have a wager going, but
1: uh, it's been fun. Yeah, but there's been some great games too, though. I mean, it's yeah. it's hard not to enjoy watching good basketball, and when you see these teams like Farley Dickinson and and you know just you know Princeton I mean it good basketball is fun to watch when you don't have a bunch of one-on-ones and and you've got a group of guys that work together as a team and well, it's, you know it's been you, good to watch you know
0: here's a here's one that I think could be if you're saying Tennessee shows their true colors soon you've got Fairleigh Dickinson playing FAU which you know, Florida Atlantic, I think is who they're called. Yeah. Um, One of those teams, which is a nine and a 16, might knock off Tennessee. And then that leaves you with a 16 or nine against uh, probably a Michigan State or Marquette or, well, either Kansas State or Marquette in that final. And you never know. I mean, you could see, what was that year where we had George was it George
1: Washington
0: College of Beauty or something like that in the final <laughs> four No, <It> was
1: <laughs> now, that was James Madison. Oh okay. Right. Yeah, the JMU Dukes or something like that out of out of uh DC area there. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and I think like a lot of people watch that. You know, I think people ultimately when it gets to this point if you got a 15, 14, 13, 12 seed team sitting inside the final four I'm I'm going to be pulling uh, for him, you know. No matter what my bracket is, you know. No, I agree with you on that. Yeah, I. So I've, I'm
0: uh, thinking Alabama. This is my revised top uh, final four at this point. I think Alabama, Texas, still. Um, I, th- I think UConn and, man, that that bracket with Fairleigh Dickinson is just crazy. I'm going to stick with my Michigan State, but. I don't know. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> you, you, you still don't see Gonzaga going in there, huh? Uh, I don't think so. I don't, I think, well, they got a tough, I mean, they have to play TCU. If they get past TCU, they have the experience. chances go up. Yeah. That's the that's thing true. that
1: Gonzaga has over most teams is their experience back with it because they've got, that team was there last year.
0: Well, I, I, you know what? I gave St. Mary some credit against VCU, but, um, and they could beat UConn. I mean, St. Mary's looked really good in their first game, and they looked good in their conference tournament. I mean, they destroyed my poor kittens. And I <laughs> think the, I think they could easily, too, uh, beat Arkansas. And then you could have a Western Conference uh, final with St. Mary's and Gonzaga, and Gonzaga would win that one. So uh, anyway.
1: It's been fun, so I'm sure people
0: are sick of us talking about basketball. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah. How, how about Bill Musselman taking his shirt off there at the end of the game? Wow, uh, Dude I was... is our age, and he's and he's ripped with them abs, man. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, maybe the ladies like that. I, I I was a little uncomfortable, but you know, other than that, I I kind of, you know, I did admire though that he he kept himself in shape, and um, I definitely don't look like that though. <laughs>
1: so, so, but, you know, well, when I was, you know, not sitting there staring at him or anything like that, but, you know, I was just kind of thinking, you know, like, it, it seems like, and and to kind of segue into something else here, but it, it, it seems like, the, you know, you're 53, I'm 52. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember as a kid, like, 50s was that old man... Grayed hair, walking with the cane, just, you know, almost retired. Uh, You know, I feel like 50 today is younger than 50 was when we were in our teens and 20s. And maybe, maybe it's because we're already there. And and I don't feel like an old man, but I just, you know, and looking at a lot of my friends and, and people I hang out with, and it just feels like there's more of a push or an interest in good um, diet and, and taking care and, and maintaining a, of our bodies than there was in the past.
0: I think to a certain extent, that's true. And then I look at a lot of the younger folk and we have some major obesity problems in the United States. I'm guilty of that myself. And uh, uh, I think there are, I think there are, is an awareness that's a much higher than, uh, when we were kids, as far as, uh, what is good for you and what is not. I, I know I grew up in a home where my dad went full veggie for, uh, when I was 16 and I, I'll admit now I didn't want to then, but it's really helped his health. And, mm-hmm. uh, that, I mean, they're, they're kind of like part veggie cause they, they'll, they have cheese and milk and, and even now to this day, they'll eat a, a fish occasionally. Uh, my mom and he, but
1: uh, I love fish, you know. man. I, I love seafood. I he, I honestly could give up regular meat and eat strictly seafood. I really could. I
0: I, can, I agree with you. I love seafood too. I think one of the things with my father is he he found out. Well, his mother died at fifty, pancreatic cancer. My grandma. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah, and. And then his brother died in his early 50s, a heart attack. He had one of those uh, um, sleeve operations. He's pretty heavy. Then he lost it all. But uh-huh. he was kind of an idiot. He would um, push. So he would push his. Op- he, so he would go in. He had it like several times. So he would go in, get the operation, lose 80, 90 pounds, then p- gladly put it back on again, force his stomach to increase in size again. So he did that cycle once or twice, if I remember right. And then the second time, and he wasn't eating anything better. I mean, he was continuing to eat garbage. And uh, one night he got unlucky and got wedged in between the toilet and the uh, bathtub. And his, you know, 110 pound wife was not able to pull him out. And so when the uh, paramedics got there, um you know he hadn't had oxygen in his system for they don't know how long and so when they got his heart beating again um you know his brain had swollen and so they couldn't you know he he was done after that and so yeah so it's you know i mean so there are a couple young deaths in that line and so he went he found out he had pancreatic cancer or not pancreatic, uh, prostate cancer or his PSA levels were really high. Yeah. So, you know, how my dad is. He went on, I mean, he went on a 10,000 hour readathon about <laughs> prostate cancer. And then, so they went on, he went on this real weird diet that was high in omegas and zero sugar. And, um, it was a little weird for a while because he, he dropped all the way down to a ridiculous weight. But, yeah. um, you know, a couple of years after he first found that out, he was going in for another procedure because he had a hernia. And the doctor did a blood uh, draw on him. And he said, man, you've got the, the uh, biomarkers of a 30-year-old. Uh, wow. and he was in his, you know, almost 70 at that point. So, I mean simple changes over a year or two can make a big difference i think and
1: and uh, here, here's, here, here's you know. the thing is is you think about in when you're in school and and they talk about you know eat your veggies drink your milk you know uh-huh. while while at the same time you know you're, you're taking a health class in high school and and they're going over carrots and veggies and stuff like that but at the same time you have downstairs they're feeding you chicken nuggets pizza a Coca-Cola, you have all these soft drink machines. It's it's a clash of hey, we're gonna tell you what helps, but the inundatedness of the media and, and everything around you is just the opposite. And and these companies, their whole purpose is to hook and reel you in for life. You look at the McDonald's, you look at the Coca-Cola's. You know, you start as a kid drinking Coca-Cola and you drink soda your whole entire life and Uh you're you're eating chicken nuggets and you're eating these processed meat hamburgers and all this processed food and i mean think about you walk in the store and you see like a bag of pepperoni sitting on on a shelf how is that healthy it's not and and so you know during your teens and your 20s and and your 30s you're just polluting your body with the stuff that you're driving by and you're seeing McDonald's, quick food, you're seeing Arby's, quick food, you're seeing Taco Bell, quick food, where the uh-huh. it's not really nutritional food for your body. And and your body becomes addicted to this. It, it's yeah, it, it's a right. process.
0: You're right. There's, so, so, there's no choice yeah, at a convenience store or most yeah. of our fast food stores and it's for expensive. people who want to eat healthy.
1: Yeah. It's expensive to eat healthy because really the best thing for you to do best thing for you to do is go to that farmer's market get you some fresh vegetables that are locally grown it also helps you against allergies because it's locally grown food that's accustomed to being pollinated by the bees that are in your area it's the craziest thing in the world actually works (laughs) local honey if you have bad allergies and i know in utah there's not a lot of them but out here in tennessee where I have more trees in my front yard than the whole state of tennessee local (laughs) honey is key to to fighting these terrible allergies um and and then you know know trying to get you know fresh meat as fresh as you can seafood and but it's there's always because your body for 20 30 years is used to being populated with this stuff that's just been inundated with you it's hard to wean it off there if if everybody could diet easy and eat right, everybody would do it and we'd all have fantastic bodies.
0: It's the hardest thing in the world. You know, it's been interesting too. I've been noticing at the grocery store because, you know, as a single dad, that's one thing. Uh some of my peers a fail uh a male peers um maybe don't see because maybe their wives go ahead and shop usually but uh and i'm not you know trying to say women should shop i'm not i'm i'm i was pretty excited that's
1: what i heard i heard carl (laughs) says women should do all the shopping while men stay home and watch tv and final course (laughs) anyway
0: back to uh shopping um yeah that's where you can meet well, I'm ending up going and doing the shopping, so you you ladies can pound on me all you want. So I understand your pain now. And, and but, now you're uh, talking
1: about being pounded on by women. The <laughs> show is turning. I'm sorry, ladies. I I did not know this was PG. It
0: was. <laughs> it's called Smash. Now, Brent, not pound. Okay, get it get it right, uh, ladies. Actually, sometimes, but uh, next to the. Uh, cucumbers anyway uh, <laughs> back to uh, the tomatoes um the uh the cost of processed food during the pandemic and then uh i guess we've had this um shortage uh the supply shortage in 2021 i noticed that processed foods started to skyrocket now with four boys, I'll admit, I haven't been into health shopping. Um, you know, I, you can get the Kroger pizza for two ninety nine, and you can get, you know, all these other things that can feed the beasts, um, and, you know, they run, so they don't care what they put in their system, but, you know, here I am eating the same food they are, of course, and uh, I'm not getting skinnier like they are, and, uh, and, you know, it's affecting me in different ways, and, and the health food that you were talking about, Brent, you're correct. It's a lot more expensive to go and buy healthy food. And so at that time before the pandemic and then shortly after, uh, just wasn't an option. And then it's kind of interesting. I've been watching food prices and processed food due to the shortages has gone sky skyrocketed. Yeah. yeah. And I've noticed that I've started buying more fresh food and We're actually eating a lot less, I've noticed, too. I think you made some good points that good food is more satisfying and is going to take you further with less, and so maybe it's just a a kind of a mindset that we've got to overcome Um, you know, we, we can't feed our family on what mom was doing back in the eighties. Um, you know, she, 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 I mean, I remember my mom would brag about, well, I mean, not brag, she'd complain, I think, but if you're looking at, you know, five kids and LDS families, Utah families, it's, it gets a pretty pricey. And so she would spend a hundred, 150 per week. And so I kind of took that as a measuring you know a metric you know as i got older that well man if i spend more than 115 a week that's a little too much and um and then you see guys in front of you at the grocery store spending 250 you're like wow that's crazy i've a challenge uh, for
1: you yeah. for you and, and for anyone listening next time you're at the grocery store okay um look at eye level so look straight across look what is in your eye level on the shelves Okay, especially on the ends of each aisle. All right, you're gonna notice the straight up brands: the Keeblers, the Nabiscos, the Kellogs, the Coca Colas. Oh, yeah. It's right at eye level. Absolutely, and it, 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 it is absolute product placement inside of grocery stores on what they want you to buy. Then look down on the bottom shelf. I'm telling you, if you did your shopping off the bottom shelf, you would be healthier. I'm telling you that right now. It's the lower name brands. It's the healthier foods. Now, I know some some stores, some supermarkets have their quote unquote healthy section. All right. Right. This is not healthy food. It is. It is an absolute joke unless you purchase the stuff on the bottom shelf. Try bottom shelf shopping. It's going to hurt your back. It's going to hurt your knees, but overall, it's going to help your heart. It's going to help me squat, man. It, looks it like is. good for me. Uh, Well, uh, let
0: me ask you, this is one thing we do not have in Utah, at least down in Utah County. Salt Lake County has a farmer's market. Uh, for those people outside of Utah, explain to me the benefits of a farmer farmer's market. Because, I, I mean, obviously I'm not an idiot. I've watched videos on YouTube you know, and I've been to a San Francisco farmers market. It was incredible. Uh, yeah, as far we as we have a fruit. few of them out here. There, there's a lot
1: of them that are out here. Um, and number one, you are supporting the local economy. To me, that that's one of the most important things. You know, you your big chains of of, of the Krogers I know in, in Utah, Krogers, Smiths. Um, they're big, but you know, our our local farmers who need the help of people, um, they've struggled over these last 10 years it's been difficult to be a farmer it's it's a change in market where you have bill gates and everybody trying to do processed foods and the the on you know the fake meats and it's terrible it's absolutely terrible so you support your mark your local economy and then the other thing is as i mentioned it's a healthier food there's no chemical sprayed into it it's fresh food that's for you Immediate to eat, put it in your fridge, eat it in the next couple days. You're not going to buy farmers market stuff and then eat it a month later. It's not how it's going to work because natural food has its process of it still growing and then it's going to spoil. You know, buy it for like you know a a couple days. You know, maybe go to farmers market twice a week or something. But the food's healthier. It's going to help you with with allergies and and you know things that are around your area. And then I mean it's just It's helping our people out, those around us. Uh,
0: What do they call it in religious uh, settings where you uh, confession? Here's my confession. Hmm. I think I'm lazy. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, Convenience food is called convenience food for what reason? Quick. Yeah. Quick. Yeah, you want it now. You want it now. You don't want to wait. Yeah. And, and I think, I think you get into, well, okay. I, and, and I'm going to talk to a little bit, uh, you and I have con- kind of gone down two different health paths and I, I'm trying to rectify that on my end. But, uh, when I was 45, um, I was overweight, but, uh, not at a point where it was causing me physical issues. Uh, then I got a job at you know, where I'm at now, and basically it's sitting all day long on the phone. Desk
1: work. Desk work. It is the hardest thing on you. It really especially the older
0: we get. Yeah. And then they well, they feed you. They have a cafeteria. And then also they have free soda, which um unfortunately (laughs) I have an addiction with a Dr. Pepper. I've got one sitting right next to me. So this is a great subject today. Uh But one thing after COVID hit, um, then I was working at home, which is even worse because instead of walking down to the soda fountain or to the cafeteria or outside to my vehicle, I walked 15 feet down to my desk and got on the phone and started making calls all day. And the biggest exercise I had at that point was walking to the fridge and back. Uh, So uh, I did notice after COVID was over uh, that – my well and i hadn't been working out either so just just doing everything that i shouldn't do i mean there were some other emotional issues i was dealing with as far as depression but uh when you combine that plus your age uh i've noticed that it's had a quite an effect on me and so even though you know you tell yourself well i'm not eating very much but what are you eating what kind of stuff are you putting in and then Um, and, and then what are you doing as far as physical activity and everything else? And, and the it's a, it's a downward spiral I've noticed because you have less and less motivation and strength to deal with, oh, I got to go work out now. I've got to go walk two miles or I've got to go swim, uh, half a mile. And I haven't had that motivation because, you know, man, my feet are killing me or I'm super tired after work.
1: It's draining. Um, and I never and you know felt crazy? that way the, when I was 40. And, and when you when you begin exercise, you finally push past that barrier, that all stops. I mean, it's, it's this giant wall that everybody has to break through. It's the hardest thing mm-hmm. in the world.
0: Well, I've noticed one thing, and this is usually the mornings where I skip breakfast or um, I don't put too much in my system. In other words, I, I keep the calories low. Uh, I have a lot more energy. And you and I have been uh, kind of chatting over the last six months about something you've been doing really well. It's been intriguing. I'm starting to dig into it a little more. And that is uh, intermittent fasting. Yeah. Uh, why, don't you go ahead and, yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit. Because you had a health... Kind of crisis too a few years ago, right? Yeah, and yeah. you you worked with someone in our audience, possibly I don't know if he listens or not, but uh, and then also some other trainers too locally, right? And uh, tell us your story. What what was what was the physical issue if you if you're okay with talking about that? And then uh, tell us kind of a little bit of the story of what you did with intermittent fasting and working out and how you basically
1: healed yourself, right? I I was overweight i mean i I was sitting at 280 285 pounds my knees hurt walking upstairs i was winded everywhere i went i was tired all the time Mm -hmm. and i really the beginning for me is that i was really lucky to find a good physical doctor and I, i hope everybody who's listening has one because I think we all know there's those doctors out there that only care about giving you pills. Um, Moving on to the next thing, you take this pill and then you're given this pill to counteract the actions of that pill and this pill and that pill. And uh, before I get into it, I got to tell you about my doctor. I'm not going to mention his name, but I've been with him for probably about 16, 17 years. When I first met him, I thought he was gay. Uh I'm not going to lie to you. He had all the attributes of being a, a gay man. And for me, I was cool with it because I knew one Even day... the to over get... and cough? Exactly. I, I knew that, <laughs> that if when that moment happens, I would rather have a gay man doing that because he's going to know what's going to make it more comfortable. So I was cool. That was honestly my philosophy on it. So, <laughs> so for years, I thought he was a gay man. And then one day... I go into the doctor's office and I'm sitting in the patient room there and there's a picture of him this lady and these two boys. And he comes in and I look at him and I go, "Doc, who who's this?" And he goes, "Oh, oh no, my, my wife and kids." And I was like, "I thought you were gay." Oh. Like, <laughs> oh, I felt betrayed. I felt betrayed.
0: So oh that goodness. ruined
1: my philosophy.
0: But however, <laughs> your wife wasn't with you, was she? Oh, please See, tell me she wasn't.
1: She was not. But <laughs> she laughed when I told her he's not gay. Um. But but I will say skin. though, the absolute best doctor you could ever have. Um. So he comes to me. You know, and every year I, w- I would have my blood work done, and like I was a walking block of cheese my veins were cluttered my triglycerides were through the roof my my uh, cholesterol level was at an unheard of rate and i was 46 years old i was sitting in his office and he looked he came in and he looked at me with the results he said brent i'm going to tell you this if you continue what you are doing you will not make it to 50. wow that scared me Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I had a young family at the time. That is a real punch in the mouth. And Um, so I was like, I I didn't know what to do, you know? And so you start Googling and you're looking at this diet and you're looking at that. So I started working out and I went to the gym like I went to the gym every day. I went to the gym every day at lunch, not really knowing what I'm doing. I was just going to the gym. I was lifting i was doing some cardio as much as what i could handle and i did that for about three months and i finally hopped on a scale and and i, I could see a little change in my body but i hopped on the scale i hadn't lost one pound really? i was upset wow. i was upset and pretty frustrated and i bet it is very frustrated and and i think everybody knows if you've tried a diet and it's not working or you try to work out routine and it doesn't work, you're not going to continue with it. And so I was, I was dejected. And, 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 so I have a, I have a friend of mine who does MMA craziest man you've ever met. Um, <laughs> and he was doing our our lawn and I, I went out to him. I'm like, I'm like, his name is Josh. And, uh, I'm like, Josh, man, like I've been working out because I know he lifted. He worked out, and did all this stuff. I'm like, what? Well, like, what am I doing wrong? You know, I'm not losing any weight. And he looked at me and he says, Brent, you could work out for 10 hours a day. But if you're not eating the right foods, it does not matter at all. He says, huh. cut your calories to 2000. Like, Oof. cut my calories to 2000. First time I've heard of this. Now, I know we've heard of this a lot, cutting calories. First time I heard of it so i was like all right and so i got one of those calorie counting apps and input all my food every single day that right there was an eye awakening moment realizing what i was putting in my body like uh. the calorie intake i was putting in my body on a daily basis i was sitting at like 4500 to 5000 calories a day wow and i so, think so when let
0: me uh... One question on that. So Mm -hmm. uh, were you like me
1: thinking that you weren't eating that much, really? Yeah, I uh... I had no idea. I was just consuming stuff and I was, "Ah, maybe I'm doing 3,000 a day. So getting down to 2,000 isn't going to be hard, you know. But when you start looking at what you're actually eating and drinking and putting into your body, Mm -hmm. wow, you know. Yeah. And so I I did that and I, I dropped 20 25 pounds like that i mean it was quick just and like that okay. yeah and and then i started working out and 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 my my physical health was improving and so i got to about 245 and pounds and i was still my my blood pressure was still high i was still huh. on blood pressure meds and i was sitting at about this was when i was about 48 48 and a half right And so I I went to the doctor and I I go, look, I want to be when I turn 50, I want to be off of all my meds because for me, my high blood pressure and for most people, your medical issues deal with your weight and what you're putting into your body. And and when you become healthy, you lose all that. And I said to him, I want to be off of all meds by the time I turn 50. Now, Uh I don't know many doctors. That would look at you and say, well, I, well I know most doctors would look at you and say, eh, no, you're on it. You're going to have to take your meds and you know, you, 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 there's nothing you're going to be able to do. He looked at me and he said, you can do this. And I go, how? He says, you need to try intermittent fasting. And huh. I looked at him. I'm like, what's that? He's your doctor
0: just, told you? Your doctor yes, told you this. My doctor told
1: me this. Yeah. Wow. That's surprising. He says only eat between 1pm and 7pm. And hmm. I looked at him funny and he looks at me and he goes, Brent, you can go, you, you can go three days without food, you will be just fine. <laughs> and he explained okay. to me that hunger is a wave. It's not constant. When you're hungry, you feel hungry, you just got to get through that wave. And what do you do? You drink water, or you drink black coffee and so diarrhea right exactly it'll go through you (laughs) get get, grip on and 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 go through it (laughs) and so when you think about it in the morning time you're working anyway you're busy at work you're concentrated doing things you know like that don't eat during that time don't have your little snack pot sitting by you keep that away from you have water by you water is one of the greatest things you could ever put into your body Continuing to flush out those nutrients and and everything that you got in you, flush your body out. And so, I tried it, you know. And and the cool thing was is between one and seven, like I could eat a pizza if I wanted, I could eat a sandwich, but my weight reduced a lot from that. And it uh-huh. honestly, I'll be honest with you guys, it was hard the first couple of days, but after that, by the end of the week, it really was not that hard. And this happened during the time of COVID and and COVID was around and everybody was getting sick and I wasn't getting sick. And so I,
0: I I remember that. Yeah. Uh, You used to brag about it. Yeah. yeah,
1: Well, and so I started reading about what intermittent fasting does. And one of the key benefits of it, and I know I've talked to you about this a lot, is Mm -hmm. it builds your white blood cell count up. So between 7 p.m. and 1 p.m., the purpose of it is your body's burning off all the sugars that you've ingested during the day. It's burning, it's burning, it's pushing, it's driving. It's like a machine that's just pumping out and just get it's putting all that stuff through your body and out. And when it does that, you increase your white blood cell count so that it's 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 almost like you're building a force field around you and knock on wood i rarely get sick if i do it, it's usually maybe something that i've eaten or you know and, i've and heard too I, it has something to do with blood sugar
0: too because you're yes. giving your pancreas a little time to recover <laughs>
1: yeah exactly yeah. yeah and so i i i did that i i got my weight down um and when i hit 50 huh. was it on one med not one pill. And and when I go to the doctor now, like he comes in and he just looks at me. He's like, you are like a different human than different man than who was in here before. You know, I, I, I start doing Orange Theory. There was a lot of can'ts that I had sitting in my head. I can't do this. Uh-huh. I, I can't run. I'm a big boy. Uh-huh. I, I can't run. I'm running three miles a day now. And That's it's awesome. Dude. It's it's built up. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a process, but you feel better with each step that you take. And every day, even today, I have this wall that I have to break through. Oh, come on. You you can you can eat a little bit earlier than one o'clock. Oh, come on. You, you don't want to go to the gym. It's been a long day. You're tired. You don't make it over there. Uh, you can skip one day. What's the big deal? It's a wall that you always have to fight but when i fight through it and bust through it i'm telling you 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 feel amazing you feel incredible when you're dropping a shirt size from a double xl to an xl you feel amazing when you drop from an xl to a large and you're like oh my god i never thought i'd be wearing a a large shirt cool and and am i there yet no i'm still a working process i got this flabby gut that i just want to get rid of you know it's a continual working process but I am healthier at 52 than I ever was at 42. Hmm. That's, that's,
0: that's impressive, Brent. Okay. I mean, I'm, I've mean, i been impressed by what you've done. I mean, you know, I, I think maybe we've had a little disagreement on the, on the uh, fasting as far as how to do it. But uh, if your doctor, I, I didn't know, you never told me your doctor told you that. Yeah. So yeah. I, because most medical doctors will not touch it. They they just stay out of that. Anything that has to do with you know why nutrition? Why, why do you think that yeah. is? Well, I mean, yeah, the yeah. If you put the tin foil hat on, they're making more money. Exactly. Having you come back in. Yeah.
1: What, but, what benefit I is it know. for me to be healthy because I'm I'm only going to see him once a year for my yearly checkup? That's all I yeah. see him
0: i don't think because most of them are so busy because people are so sick anyway so i i i don't i just don't think they know i think most doctors i mean if you look at most doctors when they go to school based on what i know um people i know who have gone through medical school they go through a very intense period of time where they study whatever the curriculum is that the universities and state requires you to take and then at a certain point wow you've got your your, your medical license. Now, you have good doctors like it sounds like your doctor who will continually educate themselves. But like most of us in a profession or industry, once you get your certification, how many people really sharpen the ax and continue to follow uh, the research? I mean, it, going through COVID, I mean, if you want to talk about a subject that is infuriating, uh, going through the COVID situation where so many doctors... It felt like we're uneducated about. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a virus. It's something our bodies for genera eons have dealt with. Um, I mean, you you've gotta have a told vaccine. Me COVID? You know what? Yeah. what me? Did he say? Yeah.
1: First of all, he told me not to get the vaccine, which is the best Smart piece of doctor. advice that I've ever had. He says, Brent, yeah. don't get the vaccine. It has not been tested. I don't feel comfortable with it. I don't recommend people Good. doing it. The second, wow. we get sick. We, yeah. there are there are 1500 viruses that we come in contact with every day and when you lock yourself into a place and you separate yourself you your body gets away from that and you don't continue to build up these defense mechanisms that are inside there um you know but before we continue going down there too let me just say one other thing intermittent right. fasting is not for everybody dieting is not for everybody certain diets are for some people and they work. If it doesn't work for you, move to the next thing. If you don't enjoy what you are doing, don't do it. You, you because you're not going to continue to give your body the effort if it's something that you hate doing. It's not going. You have to. Find, it's like a religion. You have to find what works for you because what works for me may not work for you, Carl, and what works for you well, may not list, work for other uh, other listeners that are out there. But you what have I to think, continue though, to look and find.
0: What I'm pulling from this is take some time, if you can, if your health uh, insurance will allow it, take some time and find a good doctor, one that will um, look outside the box a little bit, Um, one that's not going to be a doctor that's not so busy that he's got like five seconds to ask you really how you are or Mm -hmm. look at you like your doctor did and said, hey, have that uncomfortable conversation and say, "You're not going to be here in five years." That, right. that to me, sounds like a dang good doctor, a damn yeah. good doctor, one that and, cares about you. That's what you want—somebody that cares what, about what, you. Which most don't. I mean, they're 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 punching the clock just like you and I exactly. are at work, and you know they've got four other people that are already booked that they have to go talk to in the next few minutes um they're really not gonna throw a blood pressure pill at it you know Um, yeah here's a diabetes pill you know Um, go get some tests
1: there are three things three things that are key to good health number one diet duh no bringing it right number two exercise some type of exercise that you're doing getting up moving whether it's walking whether it's running whether it's jogging whether it's hiking getting that good cardio exercise to your body lifting some weights okay the third and the thing that people don't realize this is one that you don't hear about sleep you've got to get eight hours of sleep your body has to rest if you're getting five to six hours of sleep every night you're going to continue to have health problems that's the bottom line yourself slowly yes absolutely if you maintain those three things Good diet, get some exercise, get at least eight hours of sleep. You will see a transformation of your body.
0: Some good advice.
1: Advice I need to follow myself. So <laughs> Me too. Um, <laughs> the, the, oh,
0: by the way, for those people in uh, your neck of the woods, what's that doctor's name? Um, Dr. Kellogg. So can... Dr. Kellogg. Dr. Kellogg. Yep. We need more Dr. Kelloggs. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, if anybody else in our community finds a good doctor, shout them out. Because I think those guys need a little, especially the good ones, need some attention. Yeah.
1: Now, there's also the next step, right? So you've been on a diet. You've hit your benchmarks. You want to stay there. Because, look, as as hard as it is to lose the weight, it can come back so fast. (laughs) It's almost unfair, you know? It's, it's kind of gross, but yeah, it happens. It, it does. And, and if you can find a good nutritionalist, um, I worked with Jerry Gomez, who's out there in Utah. He helped uh-huh. me to define tone in my body, to eat certain foods, high in proteins, um, without ballooning up. You know, I, I don't know if, if, if any of you have ever seen that, that clip of The Rock. You know, he's got that chiseled body, you know, that we all ladies want for a different reason. And us men want for a whole other reason, you know, and and he's eating like I mean, he's just eating this giant piece of steak, just eating it. And and he's like, you know, ESPN asked me what happens if I eat like this and and I don't work out. And he's eating it and he looks at the camera and says, you get fat. (laughs) (laughs) It's true it's it's another process once you've hit the point that you want to be at now what what do i do now you know uh, finding a good nutritionalist
0: helps yeah and then i mean you've got to make it part of your life yeah, yeah. i mean this isn't a diet this is a it's habit lifestyle. that you have to form yeah, yeah lifestyle exactly well we we're talking just briefly about this um, and I, I this is kind of this this whole conversation is kind of delving into have, finding a good doctor, or health practitioner, and I guess a health team would be a good way to put it. Um, uh, let's talk about the mental aspects, emotional aspects. Um, my yeah. sister's a therapist, and she's uh, kind of recommended a number of times that I talk to a therapist about maybe one of the re- you know some of the reasons why. I procrastinate and I don't, you know, uh, dig into it because I mean, my life's on the line here Right. and you know, what am I putting off and, uh, what am I losing out on? And, and I mean, you can see, I can feel what I'm losing out on. I mean, not being able to you know, climb up that mountain like I could 10 years ago. Um, uh, you know, the constant worry or fear that, you know, this day could be my last day, you know, for, various reasons um they talk about heart disease being the silent killer from what i understand most people don't know they're going to have a heart attack uh yeah and it
1: could happen quickly you know and you can take all the most people are afraid to check too you know right you know something's wrong but you're oh boy well it's like cancer exactly exactly
0: like you've got that little mole on your side and you're looking at it and you're playing with it <laughs> it's like is this a skin tag or is is this is this melanoma yeah you know and and you're thinking all the worst possible scenarios will play out in your mind in seconds and you're thinking eh, it's probably indigestion i'll just worry about it later <laughs> and uh and it doesn't you know it doesn't go away like when we're younger it just fall off and just you know scrape off and we'd be fine but yeah. as we're getting older and older, um, these problems continue to magnify. And so, um, no, Brett, that was a great story. I appreciate, uh, um, you know, you telling the audience about, uh, your story. I, I'm still working on mine to be, I mean, we've, you and I have privately talked about it a number of times. Uh, also a couple of people in this audience I've communicated with my brother specifically. Um, he he actually went in and uh, got a gastric bypass or sleeve and he's gone from over 350 i think down to 280 since september uh now and this is this is a story i have a a good friend of mine named john john roberts he was a a buddy of mine Uh, we served in the same mission uh, and then he lived here in the utah area And we were, you know, we did a couple business projects together and we were really tight. And he had one of these operations, lost, you know, 150 pounds, looked great, and then put it slowly right back. Um, Didn't change any of his habits. If you
1: don't don't have a a diet in place to live by, regardless, no, no matter what you do, you have to change your diet. Because yeah. you, you, you've you now had a major procedure, a major yeah. procedure, and you can't continue to live. First of all, you're going to be sick as a dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to tear you up, um, but yeah. you, you still have to change your lifestyle if you have that type of procedure.
0: So I've got two choices right now. You know, I, I, I have a couple, there's a, there's a good friend of mutual friend of ours too. Um, she, she's had the same operation and then, uh, uh, my brother and, you know, John, now John was a bad example. Uh, my brother and, and our friend, uh, we'll find out, but I think they're on both on good paths, uh, and being on a good path with this type of, uh, procedure is that, you're not. You're changing the emotional side of how you look at food and how you uh, view health as well. Kind of like what you've done too. So I've got a. I've got a choice here. I. I can. And I'm thinking right now. I'm leaning towards uh, intermittent fasting and getting involved in a workout plan because the way I'm kind of looking at it is this. I've got to create a habit anyway, and it's got to be something that's a lifestyle. And until I get in that frame of mind which would be what I would be doing if I was following a diet similar to what you're talking about or a health plan similar to what you're talking about versus just going and getting an operation. And then if and I have a lot more to go than what you had to deal with, if though uh, you know I I approach your your path and I come to a roadblock or a point where I will need the operation to complete it. at least I'll have that habit in place already that mental you know mental state of mind that I'm stronger than the what I put into my mouth mm-hmm. that I won't let emotions and how I feel at the moment dictate what I control as far as what I put into me. And so um so that's kind of what I'm looking at but the time to act is now. You know, I'm 53 I've got to do something, because, like you said, I'll be my own doctor. I won't be here five years if I don't. And so, uh, it's 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 weird at, at our age. Now, I, I, you know, it's funny. I was, I've noticed with our parents' age, um, they either survive their health crisis because I think when you hit middle age, a lot of people go through this. We're not the only ones. Um, and you can be skinny, fat, um, you know, any shape. Um, it's like you, cancer hits a lot of people too at our age. Uh, and and you hear all these stories, especially, well, obviously they survive or they wouldn't be around still. But um, it's just incredible how at this point in our lives, it's like almost like a transition from A mentality where we were kids and teenagers and young adults, we could do whatever we wanted. Right. And now, all of a sudden, mortality is hitting us square in the face. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when when
1: you're in your teens, you're young. You don't know anything that's going on. You're just living life. You know, you're getting your 20s. You're starting to get your feet wet. You may be beginning a family towards your mid-20s. And everything's pushed push 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 I got to get this I got to get that I got to get this I got to get that you're driving you're pushing in your 30s you're starting to come into your own and realize what your drives and your ambitions are but at the same time you're raising a family you're still push 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 getting to that next step getting through the week getting through that paycheck you get your 40s and your kids start getting older and all this stuff from your teens 20s and 30s start to catch up with you and and as you get into your late 40s you start transitioning into what you want to be in your later life and you start to slow down and you start to be who you are and as we hit us today we're like man i just want to be i i want to live to be old but i want to live to be healthy old i don't want to be in a hospital bed. I, I don't want to have to continue to take, I want to feel good as I'm living now this life without kids and this push, 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 and more of a ah, deep breath. Well, and,
0: and if you don't, if you don't take control of your life at RH and you don't start putting more effort into you, and this is one thing, that's kind of interesting. I, I've watched my own parents progress over the years. Um, my mom's parents, for example, didn't take care of themselves. They were from the greatest generation, right? Um, and they had miserable older ages. I mean, miserable. Uh, I, I wouldn't trade for a... I mean, I'd rather die at 55 than have to deal with some of the the physical crap they had to deal with yeah um but i'm looking at my parents who took it seriously and uh you know they're living pretty good lives physically i mean uh i mean they they there's some issues i mean dad my dad has to sleep on a recliner every night because of his back because he was an idiot at 30 trying to pull a tree out of the ground but he's had back problems ever since but (laughs) uh but health-wise as far as you know cancer or uh heart disease, uh diabetes, he he hasn't had to worry about that at all. And That's Um and kind of like what you're dealing with the fact that you dealt with it before you hit 50, which uh, is uh, admirable. Uh I've got a big I've got a big fight ahead of me, but I think if I can get through that fight that you know, and I model my life like my parents you know, you could be 80, you know, or 90 years old and make it to that age and be in relatively good health during that, 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 you know, that uh, journey, or you can choose to be always sick, uh, miserable, um, you know, you see those guys at Walmart driving around on the, you know, and I feel so bad for them, yeah. but you know, I mean, both of them, both husband and wife, you know, driving around on the little moped because I can't walk because I can't walk more than 50 feet, you know, yeah. and it's such a struggle. And I don't want to be that individual, but uh, I can see that my choices till recently are heading me right down that path if I don't make a change. So, yeah, it's it's important to me. I'm glad we're having this conversation today. My mom is uh, 93.
1: Yeah. Her body is as healthy as can be. It's it's incredible like she walks around she gets right now. She's 93, you know. She's she's not running marathons or anything like that, but it it amazes me how well and that she, you know, lives her life. Now she's had some memory loss issues. And so what this time has done for me is because my my mom has always eaten well. She's always eaten veggies. She's always, you know, done stuff. But with her memory loss issues, it started it, it's another path now that I've started looking down to see, all right, what are the things that cause memory loss? You know, what are some things uh-huh. I can do right now in my 50s? Hopefully it's not too late to avoid doing that. Because I, I think as many people in our audience might have loved ones who have gone down that path. It's a difficult, difficult path. It it is, it's very, very hard. And so there are two things that stand out. I mean, they stand out like a sore thumb. Carbonation. Uh Carbonation will cause Alzheimer's. If you continue to drink it, red meat, an abundance of red meat will cause Alzheimer's. If you can reduce those, you reduce your chances of so many things. Not only also sugar part too, sugar too. Yes. Sugar plays a very large part because it's it's sugar goes into your brain, swells your brain. It's
0: it's kind of poisonous, really. It is. But uh but we continue to pour it in our system. So Well, I mean, if you look back, I mean, years ago, did they have Alzheimer's? I mean they might have. I mean, you know, eighteen you know, eighteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds uh what people kind of live to be only 50 below,
1: to too you know 40 yeah and 50s, that's the problem you,
0: know? <laughs> you get eaten by a cocaine bear you're you know you don't make it past 50. <laughs> that movie's ridiculous <laughs> anyways off subject but <laughs> that's just what but you they get with, us. with other things
1: <laughs> you know i would dare say in 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 the late 1800s Going into you know probably like the 1950s, maybe into 1960s, most Americans smoked. I mean, oh, that like was kidneys. it. You know, they they chewed tobacco or or they smoked. Everybody, every buddy, oh. and they didn't know they didn't understand what this does to your body. And and finally, you know, oh. in, in the 60s and and into the 70s, people started. Being alert to like, Hey guys, this is not good. And, and the buyback was tremendous. I mean, I don't know if you remember Carl growing up, but like we would always see commercials on TV for, for smoking, you know, or, or -hmm. you, even I, I, there were newscasts where Walter Cronkite had a cigarette and was, it was just common practice.
0: And well, and you'd go into a restaurant, even in Utah. And I mean, tobacco smoke is so pungent. Yeah. That, um, you know, I mean, even if you're around someone in their car or vehicle, you're going to smell like smoke the rest of the day. So tobacco, just nasty. I mean, I know you live in the South, and,
1: and uh, that's how everybody a dips lot of the yeah, uh, <laughs> Everybody dips, yeah. Everybody. But, it's, it's, uh, but it's part of that whole, you know, their their family dipped and their family. You, you, I mean, it's just that's what you knew. That's what you grew up with. That's what you do. Well, I
0: think the one thing a lot of these younger kids need to realize is marijuana maybe it's not tobacco and maybe uh you feel like well it's medically approved in some cases but those are for people usually who have cancer who are dying and it it alleviates pain it's not something to be consumed on a daily basis i mean it might help in certain cases with people who their doctors prescribe it but um for recreational reasons um You know, things aren't really meant to be burned and consumed in the lungs um, on a regular basis. I mean, just keep that in mind. Um, Too much of anything, and I'm not a believer in uh, making drugs illegal. I'm actually more libertarian in that regard. I actually think they should be legal. But um, I think also, though, you know, there needs to be some sort of uh, common sense. Uh, when it applied to drugs in
1: pretty much anything we put in our bodies, right? I want a CD, CBD bath bomb because my body always ate. like. I don't know if you've ever, after a workout like your back's <laughs> hurting or your knees hurt and you throw some of that cream on it stops it just right. like that, you know I need like a bath bomb, I can just put my whole body in, you know ugh oh.
0: Well, that was, that That brings up a good point. One thing that really now irritates me a little bit when I look back in the 80s, you know, a lot of things about the 80s I like, you know, and I bragged to my kids about how great the 80s were, but there are some things like, uh, you know, I love Ronald Reagan, but Nancy kind of bugged me and the whole say no to drugs and you got the frying pan with bacon and you got the <laughs> egg frying and that's your brain, you know, and I'm like, this whole the whole thing from the '60s to late '80s, where anything involving drugs at all, uh ugh, horrible! You're terrible, and it's evil. And now I'm looking at all the medical and health benefits from CBD, like you're talking about. Uh, I know someone who does shrooms, yeah, and yeah. they're actually great for listen. You know, dealing with mental issues. Yesterday,
1: um, um was listening to a podcast, uh, the Joe Rogan Show. Good one to listen to, guys. Um, he had B real on there. Uh, who's from Cypress Hill? And they were talking about there are actually trained psychologists that sit with you while you while you do these shrooms at a small dosage. Okay, and and they sit with you and guide you as to what you're going through. And and what they're doing is they're finding deep rooted mental issues and bringing those out. And when you bring those Out you become a new person you you get these anger issues that you've had released from you because you've understood what they are and natural herbs you know Indians Native Americans um, have used them for many many years there's a reason why I mean there are a lot of good benefits look you're always going to have people with all drugs that are going to take advantage of it um you look sure. at the fentanyl crisis that's going on right now but things that you can do naturally in moderation can have definite health benefits for you now i'm not saying go out there get some mushrooms start taking it and you're going to be cured of any mental aspects that you have don't don't do that do it right under the guidance of of, of a professional to help you through that and I think I think the, the, our society in general
0: needs to stop the stigma of drugs being bad. I think the younger generation's got it right that way. Uh, I think the ma- the marijuana clinics yeah. and really, I think eventually.
1: Oh, he was taking Mary Jane, <laughs> you know, like those old fifties <laughs> right, right. videos and stuff. Look at him oh, yeah. bugging out. He don't know what oh, he's
0: doing. <laughs> I, I mean, bless my mom, but I remember conversations with her and one hit of LSD and you're going to go on a trip you'll never come back from. And I'm like, <laughs> really? Or one sip of alcohol yeah. and you're toast, you know? And you hear those. And the problem when you tell your kids that, they'll, they'll, well, try eventually they're going <laughs> to, they'll try it. And then they have it and they don't, you know, they're not going down this long trip of, uh, they're not an instant alcoholic and they go, what else is mom and dad not know? You yeah. know, and then the next thing they know, they're trying everything else. And I mean, addiction is something. Sometimes, sometimes you'll have someone that does that. It's very rare. Most of addiction is created over time, though, from what I can see. And, uh, and there's some
1: emotional and I'm gonna tell you and, the, worst uh, the worst thing about alcohol. Worst thing about alcohol is the sugar level. Oh, no, absolutely! Alcohol it's is chock full of sugar. So if you want to have a conversation about not drinking, go with the sugar level.
0: Of all the legal substances out there, alcohol is the stupidest thing we
1: have that's legalized, <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, like, if you why think is about that it, legal and not marijuana? I mean, what? What's what's the difference? You know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, I, exactly. as someone gets drunk, they want to fight. Someone gets high, they just want to eat Doritos and chill. <laughs>
0: Well, it's just kind of like you know. I think that's one thing p- public policy needs to change, and and we need to. And I, I'm starting to see it change as uh, some of the older generations move on. Um, I think that you know, it, like uh, ecstasy, and that was, a, it was called M. What is it called? MDMA or something like that. It's it was actually created in the '60s to help psych- therapists yep. with patients. So was LSD. And then we we create this war against drugs and against LSD and ecstasy and well what happens well it gets it gets distributed by kids or drug you know unsavory people on the street and then it turns into something that it should have never been turned into if it would have been controlled right from the beginning and kept and remained legal uh, I think you what's know, the difference between that
1: more... and and Prozac
0: and Valium Oh there isn't in yeah. fact that stuff is worse it, it is a Xanax yes.
1: I hear a Xanax could kill you if you take a full dose, if you're not careful. Yeah. And and it goes back to what I was saying earlier in the show. Drugs like that are chemically created. You're still putting chemicals into your body. Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever you can do naturally is always going to be the best solution for your body. And so when you're talking about, you know, the the belt surgery, uh-huh. for me, that what stops it is the word surgery. Where I'm gonna have to put. I know you. Items you in. You've
0: been cautioning.
1: Yeah, so that's one
0: thing. Brent and I, in private, when we we communicate, he's been he's been urging me to um, go. This route that I'm going to take first, which is the uh, intermittent fasting, but and, uh, and don't get
1: me wrong, uh, I I know a lot of people uh-huh. have had it and and it's really improved their lives. Uh, do not get me wrong, it's, it it has worked for a lot of people. Um, but I always recommend, and I think you're kind of taking the right angle, Carl, is try the natural ways first. Try doing uh-huh. it on your own. Um, not only. As a physical aspect, imagine having a surgery and you take your left leg off. I mean, it, your body's yeah, still missing crazy. a large portion of what you just had removed, and, and it's. The well, same I know with people.
0: That. I know people having this operation that only have fifty or sixty pounds to remove, and I am just like, why would you do that for that? Yeah, this is the surgery should be for extreme situations and or situations where you've done everything you can, which I'll admit I haven't and um i think part of it was the mental part i'm 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 out of the depression i feel now 95
1: percent so... of it is going to be mental part it, it's getting through yeah. that it's busting through and you have to find what works for you and i'm telling you carl and anyone else that's listening when you find something that works and you start seeing that scale drop and you start seeing your your body transition that's what you will stay with if you're not seeing that hmm. stop doing what you're doing and move to something else because you're not gonna be happy that's what makes us happy when we start seeing that change mentally physically it's a whole breath of fresh air
0: I think too you need an accountability partner and so um I'm gonna do something Brent I'm gonna ask you to be my accountability partner um, and you know, you don't nag me cause that'll drive, that'll drive me crazy. But, uh, <laughs> uh, every once in a while, we're going to give an update on how Carl's doing with his, uh, uh, progress as far as, um, his new lifestyle. And so, um, my goal is to be healthy, <laughs> excuse me, it's not a That's number, not. but, uh, my goal is to be healthy and, uh. You know at a weight that's appropriate for my age and uh and in in my biomarkers i mean uh, and and have a doctor certify that that's the case within the next 18 months um i think that's a pretty reasonable period of time uh it's it's gonna take a little it's a it's a big project so it's gonna take some time um you know and, I, and juggling other things that i have to work with too as far as career and um You know, these days we'll talk about another podcast, but you almost have to have a side gig these days. And so,
1: um, your challenge challenge for this week and and our listeners who are listening. Yeah. Okay. Replace the soda with water. Every time you have an urge for that Dr. Pepper, buddy, it's going to be hard. Replace it with water. So, so, so so this is it right here at eight o'clock in the morning, buddy, you should not be drinking this soda. (laughs) replace know, replace that with water and you know what? get those little flavored squirts drink propel because like, i can't drink just yeah. just plain water i i just don't like it i have to have a flavored water substitute <laughs> that and every time you got that urge for that dr pepper substitute get it out of your house fill your fridge with water
0: oh that i have a, be the beginning of i have care. a substitute i have a substitute which i liked i like the flavor but the second flavor I didn't like, so of course I mentally uh am weak and uh haven't changed out the flavor and Find what
1: you like. Therefore
0: I wasn't using it. I know, man. <laughs> it's easy. I, I just you know it's a matter of just getting off my rump and getting it. Yeah, so yeah. uh well. Uh it's been an interesting conversation about health today. I've uh uh I've got I've got some big tasks ahead of me. Now, Brett, before we end it though, I'd like to know what some of your future goals are um, you're at a point now where you are healthy and you're still 50 though. Um, tell us a little more about some of your new goals uh, over the next year or two. What you, What are you looking to do?
1: The hardest part for men is torso weight, torso fat. Mm-hmm. Um, my I don't have an ounce of fat on my legs. I don't have an ounce of fat on my arms. I have no butt. Never have had a butt, but <laughs> I have for me, this, this bit of, of torso overhang. And, and that's my goal is to, I call it my A-frame. I want to get rid of my A-frame. Okay. So what are you going to do to do
0: that? What What's what's the plan or do you have one yet?
1: I don't, um, I've tried a couple things. Um, I've, I've tried in, increasing cardio. Cardio is not always the answer to losing weight believe nope. it or not um that's true a, a lot of it is is increasing your core workout um sit-ups push-ups doing planks and so i've started to increase that in my, in my workout routine i have a long way to go with it i'll be honest with you uh but that is over the next you know by the time i hit you know 53 come november when i get your age you old man Mm-hmm. um i, I want to have that body that torso body fat reduced
0: now i've had a suggestion that helped me a little bit when i was in my early 40s and um it, it's something that was more on the cardio side and you expressed the other day some interest to me privately about uh because we were talking about a, a potential guest on our show about uh bicycling and uh um getting into that in a, in a in a deeper way and uh i flirted with the idea of triathlons and i have a guy at work who he's one of our upper management and i worked with him for a little bit and he does triathlons all the time he's like 44 45 years old yeah and he looks like your doctor just looks like he's 20. i mean he has in i mean the real deal. great jeans. <laughs> well and he does tries all the time yeah. and um i do know that i signed up for a marathon once and the prospect of not finishing or completely dnc do not you know do not finish at all was or finishing last was enough to keep me motivated to train for something like that i think i think uh so what i i guess the challenge i'd have for you is to um look at some possible uh events like that there's a lot of social interaction that occurs with those two um it's something that the you know community in general gets behind and sometimes too they have some great charities that you can support when you get involved in something like that so um yep. you know I, as far as weightlifting, i assume you just go to the gym but as far as uh something on the aerobic side you might want to look into that i mean i challenge you to, to consider that they
1: have um there's two marathons that i run out here i've been in four marathons now um which if you know me in the past i couldn't run further than 90 feet which is the length of a basketball court um (laughs) so that i remember running my first one and i cried you know i finally did something that was on my bucket list that i never ever thought i would be able to do and that was run completely no walking no I, i ran a marathon which i never thought i could do but Here in Nashville, they have one that's done at Vanderbilt University. It's for the Wounded Warrior Project. It's a fantastic fundraiser. And it's not a competitive marathon. It is a marathon where you are given the name of a fallen soldier that you carry on your chest. And I actually looked, I Googled him. I apologize, I don't remember his name. I'd have to go down and, and grab what that i still have it with me but you know I, I he was killed um fighting in afghanistan he was from texas i uh, saw a little bit about his family and stuff but everybody has this wounded or this this warrior that was killed in the line of duty and and money goes towards their family into the wounded warriors project which is a fantastic program and then as you run so first of all, the the marathon course is on Vanderbilt's campus, and what it does is it runs through the football stadium. It runs through the basketball stadium. It runs in across their their soccer fields, their lacrosse fields, runs through their practice fields, it runs through a couple parking lots. So it's it's very entertaining as far as running. It's fantastic running in a football stadium. That's awesome. You know, it's pretty cool. You know, <laughs> I bet. And and um, so it, it's a great visual, you know, as you're running to take your mind off this. Oh, my God, it's so far and stuff. But then you are also along the path, seeing the names of these fallen soldiers as you're running. And it's a real. Oh, it, that'd, be it accurate. Is, that'd be awesome. It is. It, it's a very yeah. surreal marathon, seeing the names of these young men and and young women who sacrifice themselves in the name of our country and so if if you have and i know they have this in other cities if you walk it if you run it whatever i highly recommend you find this it is well worth it um mentally and emotionally you will you will feel a lot better doing that for for a good cause that's great brent i mean I do remember too, I
0: ran a half marathon one, one time and uh I also think too what you're saying or suggesting as far as having a meaning behind it is, is fantastic. The other the other is run with someone that uh loves and supports you. Yeah. Um and 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 you know, at the time my ex and I uh were 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 fine and we were running that together. Um she had run before a half a marathon and so um i i think it's still one of the better memories i have with her um running that with her and then uh the feeling at the end when you get to the finish line is incredible it's hard to describe um in fact i guess it is indescribable because you you have a lot of endorphins running through you at the time and uh just the fact that you've done something you you uh, for probably the last mile or two, thought there's no way I'm going to finish. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to get this, and you do, and it's just like wow. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, well, and,
1: you know, we, we both. Just real quick, you, you mentioned having somebody that supports you. Um, I I go to Orange Theory Fitness. Um, I cannot tell you the amazing job that these coaches and the people that go there do. They they support you. To everything that you're going through. And everybody has their own levels. Everybody has their own challenges. But it's a community where we support each other. We clap for each other. We have a thing it's done twice a year. It's called a dry try. It's a triathlon where you're doing a 2,500-meter row. You're doing a set of 10 exercises that is like, I mean, you're doing like 40 reps of each. And then you're running 3 point, uh, point, what's, what's a 5K? You're running a 5K on the tread. So it is yeah, it, it is a triathlon miles. with the orange shirt. You do this with this community and everybody's cheering each other on. The coaches are there, they're dressed up, they're encouraging you. They're like, "Go <laughs> Brent, go." You know, you get done, you get off that treadmill and you're you're encouraging everybody else all the way to the very last finisher who finishes. That's the most important part. It's not the time That's that awesome. you do it in. It's not being the uh-huh. fastest or or the best. It's finishing it doing that accomplishment and when you have a community like that that wants you to succeed it it is amazing and you feel like i can't let these people down
0: you know (laughs) hey if this if if this show takes off someday we're going to have a three dad bods triathlon that. (laughs) that sounds awesome man. anyway with that um uh well I, I wish you a good rest of the week a healthy rest of the week and uh i'm going to i'm going to take you up on your uh, challenge and uh you know the best time to make a change is at the moment and so um no more soda and uh i'll continue uh my prep for a big challenge for myself and and uh hopefully too you uh you prepare for what you figure out what you want to do this year as well cuz we still got a lot of year ahead of us so if i can do it anybody can up.
1: do it I, I promise
0: you that all right well hopefully you guys have been enjoying the cast um we're we have some special casts coming up in the next uh few episodes um we're going to continue uh hopefully sean will be with us soon um and then we've got a, a special one coming towards the end of april right or, or end of this the month.
1: first of april end, of, end, of, end this of this month, month. Yeah. yeah end of this month next week i'll be uh we'll be recording i'll be in birmingham alabama so all right all right <laughs> good well, you give me a travel log when i when we talk next week so
0: all right my friend well thanks again for listening to the uh three dad bods and
1: uh i'm carl and i'm brent and, and everybody please you know plug us you know get, let your friends know about us let your family know about us hopefully we are touching on some subjects that can help you in your life and help those that you know and uh, yeah keep keep listening to everybody all right take care man take care talk to you tomorrow
0: thanks for listening to the three dad odds podcast let your friends know we're on spotify and apple and don't miss an episode rock on